battles of every sort, wars, shortages, lack of shelter and necessities, security, they're unsettled, they're insecure, they're in need of the basic requirements for life and living. Remember children, the aged, the physically challenged. Oh God, remember the ones you have called to care for the safety and protection of the people. They provide services for the ease and comfort of your people. Lord, we pray for them. Strengthen them. Meet their every need. Surely you are sufficient for all of these things. And these challenges are no problem to you. For you've got the whole world in your hand. Finally, Lord, bless your church with grace and mercy abundantly. Heal the blind, the deaf, the lame, the dumb, and the halt. Touch those who are experiencing pain and discomfort in their body. Remember that one with an organ that is deteriorated, Lord. Bring that organ back to its original splendor. Heal within and without, in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for parents and for children and for all family members in the name of Jesus. We declare wholeness, healing, victory, and deliverance everywhere in every life in the great and mighty name of Jesus. And all the people said, Amen. And amen. <laughs> this week marks another significant week in the life of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is the time of the celebration of the crucifixion of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. According to 1 Corinthians 15 and 3, we know that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And we do recall that when John the Baptist introduced Christ to the nation of Israel and indeed to the entire world, he presented him thus, Behold, the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world, John 1 and 29. And in John 3, 16, the Bible says, Whosoever believes on him, that is on Christ, should not perish, but shall have everlasting life, John 3, 16. Eternal life is guaranteed to every person who believes on Christ. Then, 
And now, this is the good news of the gospel declared to you on this line from day to day, from service to service. Every believer enjoys the right to a place in God's heaven by the grace of God. When Christ died, he died for men and women everywhere with this requirement that they each believe for themselves individually. For our meditation today, we will look at the last seven statements that fell from the lips of Jesus while he was in pain, anguish, and agony while hanging from the cross of Calvary. The first words that fell from his lips are recorded in Luke 23 and 34. It is a prayer for those who arranged for him to be crucified. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Forgiveness for the ones who did him evil, whether they did it in ignorance or else. He was asking his father, please forgive them and hold it not against them. And incidentally, forgiveness remains a vital key to our obtaining our own forgiveness from God. God will forgive us, but we must first forgive our offenders, our enemies, and even the ones who wronged our family members, and even our forefathers. Forgive the ones who wronged our forefathers. The principle is clearly laid down in the Lord's Prayer. You remember the line that says, And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. As we forgive those who trespass against us. The authorities and the masses did Jesus wrong and gave him, did Jesus wrong, a grave wrong they did against him. Yet his, the first words out of his mouth for them were these, Father, forgive them. They know not what they are doing. He thereby sets us an example, even while he was in pain on the cross for a crime he did not commit. Even so, may the spirit of forgiveness take a hold of each one of us, and we too will be willing to forgive those who trespass against us. The second word that that uh, came out of his mouth. The second word, the second set of words, 
The justice 
and it was by his stripes we are healed. His sufferings were real, and his redemption and salvation for men today is and will be real. The word number, the fifth word that came from the cross is in John 19 and 28. Two simple words. I thirst. I thirst. After all that exertion in the courts at the whipping post carrying the cross up the slope of Calvary's hill, having nails driven through his hands and his feet, wearing a crown of thorns thrust upon his skull, and many other physical problems. He had to become thirsty because he was a man and God at the same time. A thirst could not keep him. Let me say that again. He became physically thirsty. He could not keep that to himself. The human side of him, the human side of him, cried out, I thirst. The way of the cross was not easy for him, but he had to do it for you and for me, and praise God, he did it. He did it that we might live. We owe him for this. Yet, he allows us to have salvation that he paid for. He allows us to have that salvation free of charge. And he remains today the water of life. <clears throat> but yet in his uh, pressure, he cried, I thirst. And today he still says to us, and he still offers us, that if any man thirst, let him come and drink. And out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. John 7, 37 and 38. The sixth word that fell from the lips of Jesus can be found in John 19 and 30. 19 and 30. You would think this is it when you hear these words. But there is one more word yet to come. What did he say in John 19 and 30? He said, It is finished. It is finished. We may think that those would be the last words because the business he came to complete was completed. He successfully completed his part of the business.
making the sacrifice uh, uh, completely living and perfect sacrifice. He did everything that was necessary. He overcame the devil in the in spite of the temptations that he, that uh, the devil brought to him. He overcame the devil. Yes. And uh, here he was laying down his own life for both friends and for his enemies. The job was complete, really, to perfection. You and I can now enjoy the comfort of the finished job at Calvary. All that the Father required of Jesus was fulfilled, was satisfied. Therefore, God highly exalted him and given him that name which is above every name, that at that name every knee would bow and every tongue confess. So he did say, it is finished. But those are, this, uh, that is a fifth of the sixth words. But what the seventh word was, the seventh word from the cross these Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. He willingly laid down his life according to John 10, 17 and 18. He gave it up for the cause of all sinners who would repent and turn to God. He was constrained by love to lay down his life for the Lord, for the lost. All the lost, including you and me. He paid the full price. And after he had paid the price, he laid down his life. He willingly expired. He willingly surrendered his life to the Father because he knew that the Father had promised that if he laid down his life, he would raise him up again. So, in these seven last words from the cross, we see a few lessons that we must learn. One is the lesson of forgiveness. Jesus asked forgiveness for all those who persecuted him. Sometimes it is hard to ask forgiveness, but to follow Jesus we must be willing to ask God for forgiveness and to ask those whom we have wronged to forgive us. Secondly, we see from this lesson tonight that Jesus was willing to grant forgiveness to a guilty sinner, a beloved this is what this Christian life is all about. We who are guilty, what does the prophet say? 
all we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. God forgives us. God accepts us. He forgives the sinner, and he accepts the sinner who repents. The Lord said to that guilty thief on the cross, Today, there is a place reserved for you in paradise because you recognize your Lord. Then the Lord honored his mother. Mothers are a gift to you from God. You could not be here without a mother. A mother submitted, surrendered herself, and allowed herself to be a vehicle to bring you to birth and to bring you to life. Thank God for your mother. Honor your mother, and your days will be long. Then Jesus gave, an out, gave out an expression of pain, the human side of his life. Yes, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why have you left me alone? The human side of him cried out that way because the weight of the responsibility of bearing the sins of the world fell on his shoulder and he was willing to accept it and to bear it. But his exclamation is showing that he really and truly did feel the weight of it. Why have you forsaken me? Then he signed off on the job successfully, having completed it. He said, it is finished. It is finished. Remember when his mother sought for him, when he was back in the temple at age 12? He said, how come that you were troubled about, you, about me? Wist ye not that I should be about my father's business? He talked about the father's business at the beginning of his young life, age 12. And now at age 33 and a half, he said, the business is finished, is completed. And finally, Jesus himself entrusted his soul into the keeping of God, his Father. He entrusted his soul into the keeping of God, his Father. He laid down his life, in other words. And I say to you, this life that you have, commit your life into the hand of God. Let him take charge of it. And when he takes charge of it, he will guide you into the life that is to come in the place that Jesus has gone to prepare for you. Yes, he said, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house, there are many 
mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. This is what Good Friday is all about. This is what the death of Jesus is all about. It is a price he paid so that you and I might have life and life more abundantly. He did a good job and a great job and we ought to live in gratitude and thankfulness to him for all that he has done. Let us bow our heads for a moment of prayer and let us thank God for this opportunity. Father, we thank you for the provision that you made for us through your only begotten Son, Jesus. And we thank you for the, the gift that has come to us through his suffering, through his pain, through his anguish. We thank you that he was willing to pay the price. And because he paid the price with his life, we have the opportunity to live. Thank you for life everlasting. Thank you, Lord, that we can look forward to that day when, absent from the body, we will be in the presence of the living God. Thank you that you covered every man and every woman who would believe. Thank you that you have made such a way for us. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.